and 10 make a wish what's up dude what's going on good morning oh and now it's 10 11 <laughs> oh disappointing now everything no we still 10. made it yay <laughs> so what's going down we are i oh, fuck me hold on a second i don't even remember i think we're like this is I don't know how to get the fuck out of this screen, so I can't even look at how many episodes we've done. But um, here's here's what's transpired. So you, me, and Casey recorded an episode, right? Yes, back in May. May. Yeah, and I had no clue what the fuck to call it. Like, the title <laughs> of the show or anything like that. Because I knew that at some point I'm going to be introducing people to, one, this system, and two, to, like people listening mm-hmm. right like there's always going to be like some form of like introductory show and i didn't know what the fuck to call it and i couldn't think of it and then me and lando which is another guy that i'll introduce you to at some point mm-hmm. um we were talking through it and we kept falling off of like you know that you know those because i mean you probably have experienced them i know i do with short-term memory loss of oh we call it short-term memory loss but i really call it now don't giving a fuck or like not giving a fuck Right? Sure, because you pick and choose what you remember. Yeah, of course, right? And so, like, we would go along and have these, like, really great moments of, like, just thoughts going out there and whatnot, and we would eventually crash. One of us would forget what we were talking about, and the other couldn't oh. remember. And we would keep crashing. And I was like, fuck it, man. It sounds like, it feels like we're surfing. Why don't we call this show Waves? And, like, it's actually documented in one of the episodes when we actually, like, come to terms with, it, like, naming it Waves. But I think that's the best name for what we're doing to like to basically get people in the water, to get them ready, to get them surfing. Because like, I think Waves is a great introduction into the rest of the shows. Mm-hmm. Right. So you were the inspiration to get this going. So I just wanted to say thank you. And dope, then dope. I'm so glad. Well, yeah. thank you for um, including me. And also, I mean, I'm like you've known me almost a year now and in the past year I've grown a lot more interested in doing things that I probably would have never done before which I mean them. so thank you mm. super welcome win-win <laughs> all around right mm-hmm. dude you have, mm-hmm. you have actually grown tons and I don't even think you realize how much you have I don't think so either. Yeah. Because, like, a, a part... Okay, so, like, similarly to the whole waves idea, like, I think when I've had, like, my up and ups on, like, riding some really big waves, that's when I, like, probably notice the most growth. And then when I come back down and I'm, it's a little bit more settled, I mean, obviously, I've still made that growth, but now I'm back down again. And then I just, yeah, it's not clear. Right. Right. You tend to forget lessons, too, and you have to, like, relearn them. But, well, yeah. It it really all depends on, like, a lot of that depends on where you are in your wavelength, right? So, if you are, like, there's, in my opinion, there's four stages. Have I sent, did we talk about wavelengths before? Yes, we okay, have. Great. I uh, sent you that image, once right? Once in depth, uh, yes. Right, we, but we never really got into anything, right? We just, like, I just sent I it to so. you. I showed you, gave you like a brief overview. So what we're really talking about is a wavelength. If you can imagine a wavelength in your head, great. If not, it goes up in a curve 
like there's a horizon line. It goes up in a curve, crosses the horizon line, goes down in equal amount, supposedly, and then back Mm -hmm. up to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to the horizon line to continue the next wavelength. A wavelength is only up across the, like from the, from the horizon line, up, down past the horizon line and back up to the horizon line. That is a wavelength. And in that wavelength, there's four stages. The fourth stages are the climb, when we're climbing up the wavelength, the peak, when we look out at all of our options that we have ahead of us of what we can do in life, the slide is when we make that decision. And if we can continue momentum down the slide and through what is probably the worst part for every single human being, not going to lie, because mm-hmm. it's awful for a lot of Bro. people. Well, no, it's it's the valley. You know, like the, the um, yay, so Shout I walked to the death. valley. Yeah, exactly, mm. right? So that's <laughs> what we're fucking talking about. At, the void. Right? At, the, at the peak, you are getting hit with the most amount of light possible. At the valley, you're hit with the least amount of light possible. And it is in within the valley that, yes, you grow the most. Right? Because you trudge along and you have to make it to that next climb. That's what we're talking about. Most people are fucking lazy or have gotten it to the point where they don't believe that they can get to the next climb and they don't do shit. Right? But, but, yeah, like, I could have, I could have definitely go? just stayed back there. Oh, 100%. And you had every right to, right? For, you had every right to stay there for as long as you wanted to, but the thing is, life is too short to live in the valley. Mm-hmm. Right? It really mm-hmm. is. No matter what you go through in life, it's too short. It's always yeah, going to be, you... life is always going to be too short. No matter what. Too short to hold on to, like, the same shitty stories. Ah, uh, and, and it's not even the same shitty stories. It's the same shitty stories that you tell about yourself. Oh, I'm, that yeah, that you allowed to define. Yeah, you. like I'm this person, or I'm that person, or this is me, and that's not me over there. I could never be that over mm-hmm. there, and yet, like in two years, you absolutely could be that over there if you just made those mm-hmm. shifts, 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 and became that over there, right? Dude, I try to I try to remind myself as often as possible that like everything could change in the blink of an eye for the better or for the worse. Mm -hmm. Like you could literally today have no money and be, you know, really stressed out. And then you don't even know it, but then next week you're never going to have to worry about money again. So, and then, and it's the same thing with like a relationship, you know, you, you get into a relationship and then you look back and you're like, damn, I was really never that lonely. Like, it wasn't anything then that I needed to really be that fixated or seemingly upset about. Yeah. Right? But we were in the moment. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Why were we upset? What was happening? What was actually happening? What do you think was happening when we got upset? Dude, I know for me, when I was, like, deep in the valley, it's mostly because I was just shedding, shedding beliefs. That's pretty much it. It's, it's balancing one belief against another. And basically, mm-hmm. in a sense, putting them in a, in, in a ring and saying, which one of you guys wants the gold? Mm-hmm. Right? And so they fight. And usually it's the most experienced fighter that wins that fight, which means that your programming will usually outweigh the new shit that you want to commit. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And you have to be 
at the very beginning, and this is going to sound like a fucking weird combination of words, but hypervigilant in your approach mm-hmm. to changing yourself. You have to be super... It's what? just like... It's just like in your approach with anybody else, if it's very, very touchy, you have to be careful. And I mean, I think about because any small change that you make, a lot of the time for, I, I guess, the majority of people, it doesn't even stick. So you have to start with the small changes and be careful and plan out the changes that you want in your life with trying to jump off a ledge and Mm-hmm. 100%. Right? And the other thing is, is that a lot of people make those decisions too quickly because they don't like how they feel. Very true. And just right? maybe want to jump to any, any answer. Yeah. They'll jump. I mean, and that's okay to jump onto the first answer to that. But, like, here's what we don't do. When we get into a situation where things go south, we never really, in a sense, allow ourselves to reset. To reevaluate where we are, right? Because shit's changed. Mm-hmm. Right? Shit's not the same anymore. And in, in a general sense, think about you right now. Think about you a year ago. Think about you a year before that. Think about you five years ago. Think about you ten years ago. How much have you... Re- are, are you still the same person? Probably not. I hope not. No, right? You have you have gone through. So the other thing is, is that if you think about, and that's also like, that's a part of growth, but that's also part of rewriting our programming to be functional in the time that we exist in right now. Because yes, and and I was I I I brought this up in Twitter yesterday about how um, at least for me. The reason why I have one of my protectors is because I was super afraid of disappointing my dad. And the reason why I was super disappointed or super afraid of disappointing my dad was because of how he dealt with disappointment. Right? Slamming cupboards, yelling in our face. Like, he just wasn't able to deal with having kids, being him, Mm -hmm. being in a relationship where, like, his wife loved her kids way more than she could ever love him. And probably wanted out after I was born, but stayed because she believed it was what was right for the kids. And that up, sounds a little familiar. Right. Ends up that this guy eventually just cheats on her enough that it finally comes out in the wash and yeah. it splits us up when I'm 13. Right. So, um, but in a general sense, well before that, I created this program in my head that any time that I was nearing a situation that would trigger my dad's disappointment, I stopped. I never did any of those things that would trigger his disappointment because it was so, it was, what was more important to me was regulating my time to function. All I want to do is feel good. That's all I ever want to do, Allie, is just feel good about my time and space and place in existence. That's it. That's all I give a fuck about. And I wanted to feel good as a little kid just as much as I want to feel good as an adult right now. And I was afraid of that motherfucker. No one could really stop that man from doing what he did except for just leaving. And I bet you dimes to like dollars to donuts or whatever the fuck that saying is that I would be in prison. I would be in prison right now 
if my dad stayed in my life. Guaranteed. Because I love my mom so much that if he ever, if, if as an adult male or like a teenage mm. male growing up. Older, if, yeah. If, if he had looked at her in the wrong way once and I wasn't in the mood for it, I would have killed him. I don't care. That man would have been dead. No one talks to my mom that way. Right? No one. Because that's the fucking canal that I came out of to exist. That's the vessel yeah, that decided... Lame. Pardon? It's pretty fucking lame sitting there and listening. Oh, it is. Like that. And know I, that you yeah. can't do anything about it. And know that this man is... He's not necessarily more phys- like physically violent, but he is just like... And it's not cutting. It's, it's just yelling. It's the, the, the tone. It's all of those things. And I wanted to avoid that shit. So I created this protector, and what I didn't do was, as I grew up, and I no longer needed to protect myself against that man, I never got rid of that program. And that program, and what happens? So, do you know, how much do you know about coding, and programming, and, like, software? Um, I would say that I'm, I know a lot more than before. I would, I'm a lot more aware of, like, programming, um... So, like, my family always talks about, like, family curses. Like, every single woman in, in my family had their first child at about 16 or 17. I'd had my son at 19. But, you know, same pattern. It was with a narcissist. Um, and so I've, I've been aware of some programs and then other ones just kind of, like, from either my mom or uh, my grandma, more blood, um, like, DNA. But... Um, or just limiting programs, but that's, that's all I'm probably aware of at the moment. Right. So I was actually legitimately talking about computer programming. Oh, well, <laughs> right? but it's, it's, shit. it's similar, right? It's super similar in one way. We are alien computers. Well, exactly. Right. And, and it is super important for us to understand programming to a degree, but not totally like to understand what goes into coding. As in, um, if you are part of a, like, if you were a string of code and Mm -hmm. you become redundant, meaning Mm -hmm. that you are no longer necessary, the primary active or activity of a a coder, like someone that's programming, is to take out that line of code. Because at some point... And just fucking delete you? Just delete that line of code, yeah. Fuck that code. We don't need that code. It's boring. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's not even it's not even boring. It no longer has the one thing, the one thing that it needs to truly exist. And it's the one thing that which all of us need is. to truly exist, which is purpose. Okay. Right? When a piece of code no longer has purpose, but it still exists, it's going to run that per its old purpose constantly, constantly, constantly to find a spot to fit in. To, to, to still exist because if it doesn't have that spot to exist it's going to be deleted so when you don't get rid of your old programs they still continue are you still there yeah yeah okay. no yeah, I'm listening mm-hmm. right okay so they continue to, to exist but they don't just exist they have to then adapt and adopt and, and, and find a way to continue to exist through our life without us really knowing that they're causing an issue because if they are found out that they're causing an issue then we're going to address it 
And if we don't need it again, what happens? We delete it. So all of the shit that is going against you right now is doing their best to still do the job that you, nobody else, but you created. So all of my programs, all of the stuff, all the limiting stuff that holds me back, nobody is doing for me. It's all me, dude. It is all me Mm -hmm. holding me back. It is all of these programs in my head because all I wanted to do is feel good as a kid. It's all of these programs now as an adult that warned me against all of these other things of not to do. And now I don't need them anymore. And so I'm slowly letting them go. But even in Mm -hmm. that, that's difficult because like, I know them, they're me. And so now I'm letting go pieces of me. Right. And those pieces I'm, I'm, which is always scary well it's just it's <laughs> fucking sad in my opinion yeah. right to, to constantly always being say, saying goodbye but the thing is is that if you no longer need it which is i no longer need to protect myself against my dad period i don't me and that man Shit, i should say i don't really need to either now <laughs> you probably don't so like i just moved out two right? days ago fuck yeah dude congratulations <laughs> Right, that's dope. Fuck though. you, Dad. <laughs> Fuck right? you if you're listening. You're not. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. We don't have to go like super. I mean, the thing is, is that you will come back to that fuck you, Dad, five years. Down I will the road, have to work through it. And oh yeah, no, I'm gonna have to work through it. Right, because as Too you, well, here's the thing. At some point, to to be that upset with someone, like to be upset with the, them at any type of level it means that you've given them some source of power along the way. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to. Right. Like, when you're younger, you don't have a choice no. in a sense. When you were saying, you know, you have to sit there listening to someone talk to your mom like that, like, well, I would, but, like, I also wouldn't keep my mouth completely shut. I would make a fucking remark. I would try to stand up for my mom possible like one time each time and then just get majorly shut down so like it's that type of power that mm-hmm. is not really given so much as like it's, it's just there because you're a fucking kid right so like you don't know you're doing it yeah that's the thing though yeah that here's here's um here's something just to keep in the back of your head which will help you and the, anybody else that's listening if they can really put it together Coding doesn't give a fuck. The universe doesn't care. Planet doesn't really give a fuck either. Like all of this shit doesn't give a fuck. So, you know, like, um, and, and the thing is, is that, so what is happening is as you grow up, you're still coding yourself. You're still programming yourself, which means that just because you were a young kid that didn't have a voice to be listened to doesn't mean as a, as a growing woman adult or, or whatever the fuck you see yourself as, um, right? As you're being, it'll it'll happen every once in a while. All right, I think we should be good. I moved to a seemingly better place for Wi-Fi as well. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, that helps. I didn't want to say anything, but that definitely helps. Like, I would <laughs> I would prefer to be on my back deck, but that's the furthest away from my modem possible, and that just wouldn't work. That's even, where I just was. Yeah, and even me stepping into my kitchen fucks shit up. So, like, it really sucks, but it is what it is, right? That's so weird because that's exactly how it would be in the same house that I'm at, and you just named all of those things. <laughs> what the frick is going on? It is, um, okay, 
So let's actually talk about that because that's interesting. Um, mm. We are talking. Synchronicity. Well, no, we're really talking about um, vibrations, right? Mm-hmm. The frequencies, right? And that's what we are. We just don't think that way because we see ourselves as solid. But we don't see the moving parts that are within us because we don't see it at that level. But we radiate probably at almost the same frequency or around the same frequency as Wi-Fi. So mm-hmm. we interfere a lot with that shit. We, not every human being, the ones that are what I would say, quote unquote, opting into their specialness or like accepting it. Yes. People who, um, you know, have power behind their words, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm. Like the ones that have accepted waking up, waking, yes. waking, like think about this way, waking up, especially waking up early when you've gone to sleep late sucks balls. It really does. It's yeah. not the funnest. And if you continuously do that, day after day after day, you either train your body to only run on that amount of sleep, which maybe that works, or you need to fucking sleep at some point and collapse. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, shit, we're, what we were talking about? Nope, you were, yep, you were starting to lose me. Oh, fuck, <laughs> Allie. Well, we're talking about vibrations and frequencies, yes. right? And that's what we are. So awakened beings run at a mm-hmm. different frequency. We just do. Right? And the other yeah. thing is, is that if you've ever noticed that you go super quiet with one group of people and loud with another group of people, it means that you're matching that other group's frequency more than you're matching the other one. Sure. Right? So, like, for me, um, when I drop off, and that's what I call it, I barely get connected by anybody that isn't in my direct, direct connection, like direct network that I'm talking to day to day or week to week. Meaning if you're not reaching out to other people, you're only speaking with. Yeah. But right. yeah, I mean, it's the if, same way with, with me. And I mean, you're, you're like the person that I talk to the most, like on the phone at any time. Mm-hmm. We barely talk on the phone, but we text a lot. Is that when you say yeah, on yeah, the phone? Te- you mean texting, texting, right? Yeah, texting. Yeah, texting. Right. Because I mean. I I do not have a lot of time. No. And so, like, phone use is, you know, here and there. But, like, I like to stay in connection with you. And then my other friend, Alexis, that I've known since middle school, who is also, she started going through her awakening process a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we get to share a lot of things with each other um, and share, like, a lot of excitement together. And so that's always fun. Because, yeah, if... I guess that's usually what's missing with other people is like either excitement or interests are just so different. Or usually people think now I just really assume that people are going to think I'm a, a Satanist. Haha. There we go. Back, back. <laughs> that I think was my fault. I was looking for something because you, you, you brought up, the name Alexis, and then I'm oh. thinking, oh, fuck, is it this chick that has also read my book that you introduced? And I'm just yes. trying to put the pieces yes. together. Is Alex- it? Yes, Alexis. Her last name is Ober. Ah, she's dope, dude. We talked. She's super, super dope. She is, she's definitely my best, my best friend, my best girlfriend, and uh, yeah, really the only person that I feel now that I can really talk to and then, you know, from all of the things that have happened to me this year, she's, like, really the only person that has, like, continued to be there for me as well. And, like, just 
check up on me and genuinely care. Everybody gets so busy with their own lives, but like, you know. Mm -hmm. You know what? Don't we forget that too? That everyone gets busy with their own lives? Like, yeah. Like the the anxiety that people get, and I get it too when I want to talk to like at least one or two people. Like Mm -hmm. I used to get it really, really bad. Now I've sort of worked through it. Mm -hmm. But like, like the, the, why the fuck aren't they, they, we make it about ourselves when these people are just living. Right? Like, why isn't this motherfucker messaging me back, talking <laughs> to me? Why doesn't this person want to talk to me? And, and, and then we start, like, I started watching um, He's Just Not That Into You last <laughs> night. Because it's a great fucking movie. And I, love I think that movie. most people should watch it. Um, it's probably a really good book, too. I just don't give a fuck about reading novels. By the way, whoever wrote He's Just Not That Into You, have you read my book? Probably not. So, like, we're even. True. Just Very saying. True. As a writer to a writer, you mm-hmm. haven't read any of my work. So, okay. But I've watched I'm just going to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I watched the movie. And the beginning of the movie is probably the most important part, which is, um, like, they, they talk about these little girls and, like, how girls grow up believing this myth that when people treat you a certain way, it means this or this. Mm-hmm. When really, in general... The dude's just not into you. Right? Yep. Right. And the thing is... Which so is like, so horrible. Oh, 100%. And so, like, one of the myths that we buy into, and it's not always true, but it is sometimes true because it did probably happen to the people that started this myth, which is this. If the person is not talking to you, they're talking to someone else. That is a fucking belief that we push on to other people to, I don't even know what the fuck to do. Because that, all that does is make that person now feel more insecure. Right. Or and in it, a way, it really does push that person away. Yeah. It makes us like either resent them or get upset with like, and, and all that person is doing. And I have it firsthand. Um, it's not on mine, but like, I guess, secondhand um, from two people. One of them is you. And the other one is my, uh, like a, another friend, right? And like both females and both single moms at a young age, mm-hmm. right? And you tell me that like you, okay, in, in between you and I, we, we do talk, like we talk frequently, right? Like we, we connect every single day, which yep. to a lot of people is frequently. To me, I could I, I could say to me, to me probably isn't enough as much as what I'd want to talk to people because this right now what you and I are doing is far more important than text messaging in my opinion and if I could do this with you once a week we would probably like you would grow so much more and so would I right Very so true. like that's what I'm trying to lead to with every single person but the thing is is that when you say to me that you talk to me more than you talk to most people and you Which don't, is so true. But 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 you don't talk to me that much. I have mm-hmm. to like in my opinion, we don't talk as much as we could, right? But that has nothing to do with you. Because you're living your life. You're dealing with things that I'm not dealing with. Right? You you actually have like it's not even like reasons or excuses. You're just busy. Right? True. You don't necessarily like when you get a moment to text. You probably do like text me and a couple other people and then you move on with your time because you have to go. Pretty much. Right? And it's the same with this other person. And I'm pretty sure it's the same with most people 
we just build it in our heads that we are the most important person to every single person out there, at least if you have that type of personality. And if you do, you get upset when people don't message you back. And that's 100% your fault. Not the person that's not messaging you back. It is the person that is demanding those conversations. You're mm-hmm. only setting yourself up for disappointment when you could realize that every single one, 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 no one getting, getting a um, message back from someone is a privilege, not a right. Nobody owes you their time. Yeah. They, they gave you their time. Yes. No one owes you their time at all. Period. Nobody owes you that shit. So at one, any, at any point either, it doesn't matter like no. what they've done for you. It doesn't matter if they've done this really big thing for you. And it doesn't matter if you've done something yes. really big for somebody else or been there for them so many times when they really needed you. It doesn't, yeah. you don't owe them anything. So. They don't owe you shit either. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing. So like, but we forget that because we have grown up in this world where we believe that I don't even know how they go. Like if we do something, we deserve something back. Like, yep. Like the, we, so transactional. It very much is instead of just being like here. And then saying thank you like genuinely and then walking away that's it just thank you (laughs) so like for me for me when I was getting um anxiety at least with the other person like when I was getting a little bit more anxiety about them not messaging me back I really had to go internal like really had to go internal because I was just like what the fuck like one this is going to sound either super narcissistic or something along the lines, egotistical or whatever the labels people want to give it. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm a very important person on this planet. Super important. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I think that I can change anybody's life if I'm in it. Agreed. And right? I think a part of it too is it, you're not, you're not like, you're not trying to enter somebody's life for small talk. It's mm-hmm. all purposeful uh, and yeah, I, that's, that's it. Like it's yeah. not, it's not very passive. No. Cause you're wasting my time. Just as much as you'd be wasting mine. If that's what we were exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> right. But no, but we need to like, for me, there's like levels, right? So like you and I can jump to a certain level because we have that background, just like two, uh, psychology students can jump into like a certain topic if they have that background. Right. They don't have to like, Oh, did you hear about Kim Kardashian and like what's going on there? We don't have to start there because we've oh. already built this level of understanding between us going, we can start here. And mm-hmm. that's, what's important to me. What I like to find with people is the closest I can start to where I'm at. Right? Like if you imagine locations, um, think, I want you to imagine. Okay. So imagine this, right? There's a city. Mm-hmm. And if you continue going, Let's say you continue going west and you eventually get to a beach, right? And then at the beach, there's this shallow little bit of water. Then there's, you know, like you, you go out a little bit and you get like neck deep and then you go out a little bit. So you get started getting into like middle ground, like it's not deep, deep, right? And then you get out to like, you keep going, you get out to the middle of the fucking ocean, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I feel comfortable the best is in the middle of that ocean. I don't feel comfortable in the middle. I don't feel comfortable in the shallow end of the water. I don't feel comfortable on the beach or in the city. 
I feel best when I'm in the deep end. And one of the reasons is, is a lot of people don't go to that deep, deep end. Right? Like it's the, it's the guy that loves to dive and has to get over their fear of heights because no one wants to jump off the high diving board. Right? Mm -hmm. So they're just like, fuck it. You know what? No one is doing this. No one is using this one here, but everyone is using this. I either have to wait in line constantly or I can learn to dive off of this. I can just get over myself and do that. And I got over myself and I went out to the deep end. Not that many people are there and I stayed. Do you know what is grueling, dude? Do you know what is super tiring? Constantly having to swim too shore to talk to people. Yeah. Right? And so at some point, I have to give up. And I look like the bad guy. Because what has happened is, like, I literally feel like I lead people on by making them believe, in a sense, that they can do anything they want. When really all they have to believe is they can do something and go after it. That's all I'm trying to show you. It's not my responsibility for people to do stuff, but I feel like if I can show them the more positive side of who they are, they can become a better person. That's all I'm trying to do. It's all I care about, right? Is showing you, Ellie, your positive side, right? You're going to show me your negative side. I don't have to ask you for that shit. That's just a natural thing that happens with people because I'm a healer. Right? So I'm just going to draw that out. But what's important is you understanding how much of a positive side you have that you may not be seeing. Right? That Mm -hmm. is also my purpose. Right? But the thing is, is that if I'm constantly having to go to shore, which means swimming all the way from the deep end to the shallow end, just to have a conversation with someone, I'm going to want to do that less than going out to the middle of the ocean or not the middle, but like into that middle ground. Like, here's how I explain it to people like in, in astrological signs, because this is how I view them. People can disagree with me, but this is how I view them. I look at Pisces people as shallow, like the shallow end of the water. Not necessarily that they're shallow people, but that's just what they deal in. Right. I look at cancers as a little bit more, um, which it's probably the opposite. Cancer's probably more on ground because they're the crab and they can walk on sand and be in water. Mm-hmm. But I look at cancers as, as being a little bit more deeper emotionally than Pisces. Right? Or at least Pisces have it more on their, um, they show their emotions a little bit more, in my opinion. But it might be because I'm in Aries and I'm closer to them. So, like, I can see that. Um, but I look at Scorpios as the ones that you can't ever really tell. Right. Like you can tell when the tide is like when when the tide when the tides are crazy by the waves crashing on the shore. Right. So you can tell when a Pisces is there. Scorpios, dude, you can't fucking tell. And I'm like a rising Scorpio. And on the like you can't like my armor is so fucking sophisticated and well done that you will never know really, truly what mood I'm in. That should be like when people find that out about me, they it's a choice that they have to make going, Oh fuck, what mic am I getting now? Yes. And right? I, I guess I definitely see that, but it's never been one to like, uh, scare me or intimidate me. I should say for better word to use, because I think you and I also both view like moods and stuff as more of just like a passing thing. 
just something you're feeling at the moment and it's going to pass and it's probably going to be soon and you're just riding it the wave so like I don't know you're definitely not too upset how do you know that's my question like but even when you're like upset you're not even like upset upset this is right but again again, you are only seeing my arm yeah and what you're you're not even seeing me you're mm-hmm. seeing the armor that I created as a child to reflect the values that you like about you. So what I do is I learn what you like about yourself and I do my best to reflect that back to you so that in a sense you have no reason not to like me. Wild, Damn. right? That is sophisticated. Isn't it? Right? <laughs> so like but the oh. thing is but the thing is is that my heart is actually genuinely pure. I yeah. want you to do well in life because I want you to do well in life. Very true. I don't give a fuck if it benefits me. Allie, I figured out so many different things about like living and existing that like going at like people are just like uh like pe- people are so afraid of like lose like not getting credit for the shit that they do. Who cares? Do it. Get it out there. Put it out there. Let everybody have their hands on it. Change it around. Because you never know who's going to take a book like We Exist and mm-hmm. share it. Like, if someone took We Exist, Allie, and they sold a million copies of it without even asking me to do it, do you know how ecstatic I would be to find out that a book that I wrote has been read or at least purchased a million times? I can't do that myself. But someone, if they even took it, like... It, there's not even illegally, but if they just took it without letting me know, put it on the market, put their name onto it, took my name off, put their name onto it, right? Mm-hmm. They even called it something different, but it's the same words inside that book. And they sold a million copies and a million people read what I've written. Holy shit, dude. That's an accomplishment. And I didn't do any of that work because most people are centered around the dollar sign and I'm centered around basically making it to my death that's all i care about is how i feel until i die i wake up in the morning and i get to decide whatever the fuck i want to do that day it is on me to make sure that i am in a good mood that i'm feeling joy every once in a while that i get all of my work done so i can continue to do it the next day but do i give a shit about any type of form of currency hell no that stuff gets in the way that stops us from improving. That's, that, that keeps us in what we're living in right now. The reason we exist in the way that we exist today is because of money. Yeah. It's because of our way of viewing currency. Right? We are, it's supposed to be a cash flow. So when you put your money in your bank, when you put your money into systems that aren't actually allowing money to flow, you're not actually having a current, like your, your, your river's going to dry up. It needs to flow. Right. So we all need the flow. So like for me, it's it's um, I like to whenever I get money in, I do my best to spread it in ways that I think is best for the world. That's basically it. Right. Like, but um, what the fuck was I going with that? It's, it's, it, 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 it sums up to this. Right. I think where we place worry is what holds us back. Right. So if you are worrying, if you're worrying about money, right? Or if you're worrying about people stealing your ideas, you're never going to put anything out ever, ever. 
Like, you're just not going to. You're going to live in fear your entire life of going, oh, my goodness, this person's going to, what if they steal this? What if they do this to this? What if they do, who gives a shit? Put it out there and let it go. Or if you're worried about people just not liking your, the things that you post or your content. Oh, Oh, on those cases, fuck those people. Yeah. Right? That's basically it. And the thing is, fuck them in the nicest way possible, right? As in, like, um... You don't need the negative content comments, well, so think they're about, not around. Think about the last time you got upset about reading something online. Right? From and somebody else, like, towards me? No, not towards you. Just in a general thing of, like, hearing about someone getting kidnapped or somebody mm. somebody's parents having, like, a stroke or... Or, like, and you just hear, like, this bad news and it makes you upset a little bit, right? Guess what, dude? You would not have been upset if you didn't scroll, like, upon that. If you didn't hear that at all, you would not have been upset. And the other thing is, is that so much more is going on that you're not even aware of that's worse than what happened that made made you upset. Yeah. But because you're not aware of it, you don't care. So, like, what is really going on? Right? Why do we get upset? We only get upset on when it affects us. And the less that, like, the less we pay attention to the dumb shit and the more we pay attention to what we want to do, we'll make the world a better place. We really will. Because the people that are making it a shitty place will weed themselves out. They're doing it right now. True. Right? Right? Like, we are, we, people don't quite understand this, but like, in order for a tsunami to happen, many conditions have to fall into place. And right now, we are at the beginning of that tsunami facing a different direction. It's either going to happen or we lose the, like we lose our opportunity to be here. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay, right? So um, that's basically why I'm here. That's basically why I'm on this planet. Right? That's my purpose is to help people make that realization, right? When a teacher, like, we're, when, you were, when you were a kid, did anyone ever ask you what you wanted to be when you grew up? Sure, when I was way younger. When you were way younger. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? No. No. Do you know what would have been the best response? Um, like, okay, let me ask you this. Let me, let's mm-hmm. do it right now. Allie, what would you like to be when you grow up? Um, content. Cool. Anything else? Blissful. Right. So, can I ask you a question? Yes. How come your first thought wasn't myself? When I grow up, I want to be myself. Because you always think that you need to be something else. Right. Other- Isn't yeah. that fucked up? We are super conditioned to believe that we aren't good enough. Very and, cool. and, and And the thing is, what I'm telling you, dude... You are. Whatever the fuck you want to accomplish in life, you are good enough to go and do it. You were built to do it. You were born to do it. Like LeBron James was built to be a fucking basketball player. You were built and born to be something special and something unique. But you need to find that out because it's like surface level might not be there. Surface level for LeBron James was there. He's a tall ass motherfucking (laughs) black dude that is super athletic that would put a ball in his hand is meant Two fucking score baskets, pass the ball, dime after dime after dime. The man is that's he was yeah, built a, that way. 
And he was just born, like Lady Gaga song, born this way. Motherfucker was born to be LeBron James King of Basketball. <laughs> you, Allie, were born to be something. But along the way, because that something required imagination and the school system, unless it's a physical thing, not mental or emotional, they yeah. really like to disconnect people from their imaginations. Oh, yeah. Right? So, now, enter me into your life and into other people's life. My goal, my, my objective is to connect you back to imagination. Because within that, you will find all of the solutions you need to actually become you. Very true. Yeah. And if it has to do with, you know, things like psychic abilities, that is actually where it lies uh, in your brain as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading that, which was very interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's important too because we always like, if you think of anybody that you really look up to, like, you know, if it's social media or like a celebrity or artist of any kind, you really admire their work most of the time because you like them and their work. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that they're trying, they're not trying to place themselves like in a box. For anyone, they're just doing them. Mm-hmm. At least for the most part, I would hope, right? Yeah, for the most part, unless they're very mainstream. Right, exactly, right? But a lot of people are just like, to me, if I can go the rest of my, like, I could go the rest of my life doing what I'm doing, and as long as I can do it at a, at a, at a proficient level, I'll be happy. I don't need to do anything special in life. I don't need billions of people knowing who I am. I don't need anyone to read my fucking book. I don't need any of those things. I wrote We Exist for me. I wanted to know if I could start to finish without anybody encouraging me really to finish and complete a book. Right? I did it without anybody, without telling anybody at the start. The only person that really knew I was writing it during the process was my mom. Yeah. Right? And, and I just wanted to, and it took me three years to write that book. No, two years. Right? From start to finish to write We Exist. Pardon? I said that's pretty impressive still. Right? Because I'd never written a book before. I didn't, like, I had to go and do research. I had to, like, not research for the book, but research on how to put your own book together. Because I start to finish it. Meaning that I was the one that opened the Word document and started typing, and I was the one that formatted the book for online and put it up on Amazon, and I'm the only person that ever really, besides you and, like, other people that have read it, just read the book out. Yeah. Right? But the point isn't um, to get a lot of money out of the book. The point is for people to read the fucking thing. And that's why there's always going to be a free version of it. Right, that version that you have, right, is called the giver edition, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The reason that and and the inscription in it is to is the generic um, description. Hold on a second. Sorry, I'm still making. Yeah, I'm making the jelly at the moment, and now I got to do the. Uh, so hey, the, yeah. let, wait, hold up. Let me go grab my charger. Just give me one minute. Hi.
we're Gucci now. Can you hear me? I got you. All right. I think it's also time for a double lab. Ooh, good call. Uh, are like a, an actual dab, or are we just are like a, yeah, the, an actual dab. Oh. Yeah, if I, if I hit the weed pen, I'm just hitting the weed pen. I don't refer to that as taking a dab. Oh, but like I was thinking, like maybe a bong, but you don't have. Oh, that. I do. I have a bong. I'm gonna no, be no. hitting. Uh, but you're actually legitimately doing like fire torch to glass. Oh no no my, my so I am using my boyfriend's piece and he has an e nail, so mm. it's already it's already lit up and set to three thirty five. I got you. You guys are sophisticated, huh? Y'all are sophisticated. Well, I mean, I think it helps because, dude, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like I never really knew how much to heat up my glass mm. I mean I know for a, at a certain point but like I was never an expert and so this has helped so easier. so I was lucky and just the majority like when I really got serious into cannabis most of the people that I partnered with were already like been like exploring it for a long long time and so like I basically learned from like not necessarily, oh, fuck it, I'll just call them that, like, masters at it, at, like, what they do, because they really enjoy it. So, like, they taught me to heat up the glass red, red hot, and then if it's a new piece, wait for a minute. If it's not a new piece, wait 45 seconds. And down. And that formula worked every time. For me. Dude, new pieces, you always have to uh, let, the, let it torch, let the torch on there for so much longer. Oh, for sure, but... When I'm on the first couple, for sure. But when you actually, like, when you've had that piece for, like, a week, mm-hmm. right, or, or whatever, and it's still new, like, new-ish, like, it still looks good, right? Once it can, like, once once the piece starts to heat up properly, right, because you're, 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 you're conditioning it and tempering it, right? In yeah. In a sense, I think, right at the beginning to get it used to having heat on it, yeah. right? But now once it's used to having that heat on it, right, um, once it has that, like once it glows red, not necessarily instantaneously, but like after like maybe 30 seconds of, of heat on it, um, all I do is let it go for a minute, dab it out, and it's usually always a good time. But what it is, all it is, is exploring your piece. That's it. I don't know why human beings are so afraid of exploring and discovery. Like, why, Ali? Why are they so afraid of this shit? Why are we so afraid of they want seeing the, something new and they going... They want the trial, not the error. Well, I think a part of it, too, is we're super afraid of doing something wrong because we don't like the feeling of doing something, like, of fucking up. Yeah. Right? We've been conditioned to feel that fucking up is a bad thing. When it isn't, nobody gives a fuck that you fell off your bike. The only person that really gives a shit that you fell off your bike, yeah, you know what? We may tease you as your friend. We might. But the thing is, is that if you never get back on your bike again, that's nobody's fault but your own. It really is. Like, life is hard. Life is, you want to put it into reality? Some kid's house just got blown up probably right now. That's reality. 
get the fuck back on your bike. You have it really good right now. All that happened was that you fell down, scraped your knee. People noticed, so you got, and this is the big one, you got ashamed. You felt shame. And you don't, we don't like the feeling of shame. And mm -hmm. so we try and avoid the feeling of shame. But if you can just push through shame and not give a fuck, when you get outside of that, it's because shame casts like a massive shadow. It really does, right? It really casts a massive shadow. And if you can get beyond that shadow and get outside of it, oh, you can breathe again. Life is good. And you really don't give too many fucks. You legitimately don't. Like, and that's the key. Think about where you are right now and where you were before and how many fucks you used to give before in, in comparison to now. Oh, I gave a lot more fucks. <laughs> Especially with, like, my family. Like now? Or back then? Go oh, back yeah. then. Earlier this year. Right? But now, right? Now you're, like, now, now you've let that go a little bit more, right? Definitely. Right? And now you've, um... Sorry, I'm working with the, uh, with the oil. Yeah. Um, right. But it took, um, it took a, a bunch of things, but you know, what's one thing that we, and, and we talked on, I think we touched on this a little bit, but we didn't get too much into it because we were talking about how nothing matters. Right. Yeah. Right. And a piece of understanding how nothing matters is also understanding, um, awareness. And how big awareness plays. And this wasn't with you. This was with another person. But um, I was talking to them about self-awareness. Right? And being aware of, like, you and your place in, the, in, in time and existence of, of where we live. Right? So, like, oh, Allie, that went away. I, lo I, lost, I lost it. No. Yes. Disappointing, right? Um... Um, oh, awareness and uh, uh, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Ah, good call. <laughs> good fucking Thanks, call. Nice save. Um, <laughs> it was before that. Sorry, I slightly and beliefs. I, I slightly overheated the the oil because I didn't pay attention to it. Oh, no, it's okay. It'll be salvaged. It'll still get people high. But, like, cannabis has, um, in my opinion, from working with it a decent amount, it has a lot stronger of a bond, like a, a heat tolerance than what we think it does. But it does lose potency every once in a while. Like, every, yeah. every certain amount of degrees. And it got up a little high. So I'm just cooling it right now. Because... That's the priority. My apologies. It's what happens yeah, when you try and multitask and do too many things at once, which I think as a mom, you uh, you kind of understand that, how things kind of like... Yeah, but I also can't really cook and multitask. I, it's already hard for me to, like, cook. Yeah? In general. I got you. I got you. But sometimes. Um, okay. Well, let's... let's um, Instead of this, let's jump on to something else. Let's talk about... Um, okay, so remember how... 
well, at least last night I brought it up, um, and I never really got into it. Advanced drifting, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to know about that? Yes, I think I already have a good idea okay. from explain, what you've explained. Explain the explain so, what you understand. So, I think of let's just let's just talk about advanced drifting then. I would think of advanced drifting as not making it a priority or not using any energy to distinct to spend any time distinguishing or reflecting on relationships that you might have in life and instead focus on what you want in life and what makes you happy and the relationships that are already there in front of you will serve enough purpose so that's a part of it, 100%, right? Um, but I'm actually legitimately talking about, um, let's see. let's Rabbit hole? Whew, a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we are actually legitimately talking about this, purposefully connecting to the planet and asking for it to align, a, align new possibilities for not just you to go down, but that other person to go down. So at some point in time, as you move forward, that divide naturally happens. Sure, like you let it go Mm-mm. because of the no, fees. No, I'm talking time. about you. Oh shit! Okay, you. yeah, no, we switched. We switched topics. Oh yeah, I'm talking about you specifically, putting in effort to connect with the planet, and asking mm-hmm. the planet to create opportunities for that other person to take so that they take those opportunities and drift from you as you drift from them. Okay. Does that make sense? Because because along with cutting any cords, there has to be something that then fills those spots for both people. So as as important as it would be for obviously in my shoes for me to find something else, a new opportunity, like meeting somebody new, a new friend, maybe that's shares more similar interests as me. Then they would also meet somebody else or get a new job. Say that makes them busier. That, yeah, that somewhat makes sense. Right. But you're purposefully doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, like your whole intention is for them to also drift. Right, when when we're talking just about basic drifting, it's normally just um, us drifting from them. They still have an attachment to us. What we do with the planet is do our best to remove that attachment so that they feel free to go on a different path, and then it leaves you. Like, in a sense, um, guilt-free drifting. As fucked up as it sounds. You're still Mm -hmm. manipulating the situation, but they're going off down a better path, and so are you. It's just two different paths, right? But you worked with the planet to help set that up. Instead, in just basic drifting, it's only internal, and we only worry about ourselves. Right. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah, that does. Right. So, um, cause it like something that I like to do just in a general sense, when I go and talk to the planet, 
right, and 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 give my blessing and, and whatnot, like go talk to the trees, is I like to ask general things from the trees, like, hey, um, or or from the planet, saying, hey, can you look out for, like, can you do something special for Allie? Can you do something special for Star? And I actually legitimately just sit there and and just sit with the planet and, and let it um, manifest that for you guys. Right? So you can you can mm-hmm. do that in like a multitude of different ways. So like I I do my best to um, I I want all of my people, especially in tribe, to do well. Right? Like I want you, Star, Casey, Min, we Pi. Um, there's about 10 of us so far in like in, in my immediate like love for people that I want to do really 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 well right yeah and stuff that you genuinely like check up right on. but it's more than that but it's more than that and most people don't see this yet because they don't um, but like when good things happen in their life right sometimes it's also me because I've, I've asked for that assistance because my connection to our planet is that high. That I have mm-hmm. the ability to connect in and ask for things for the people I love. You'll get there too. It's more of just like knowing how to do it, like knowing the feeling of connecting in. But you can just do it in a general sense. Like, you know how people pray? You know prayer, right? Like, yeah. um, blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm... That's what I'm thinking of. Right? Yeah. Skip all of the like to God type shit. Right? And focus just on um, the concept of asking. Right? So what you're doing is uh, when you're praying, especially like like when people are praying and going, oh look, oh, I look after, like look over this person, look over that person, and whatnot. That's basically the same thing I'm doing. I'm just getting more specific with my request, right? So for me, it's more about, um, you know what, I'm just going to turn this off. It's too hard to focus on both. I'd rather talk. You're okay. Um, no, because in a sense, I'm losing focus on what we're talking about, and I'm ruining the product as we go, so. There's no point. There really isn't. I hope those ones turn out. I have to try it tonight, but you know what? It's okay. It'll be fine. It always is. It is always okay. Like, it always ends up fine. Anyways, um, so what we're talking about is this, right? Advanced drifting is really just advanced connection with the planet, like having an advanced connection with the planet and understanding how it all works. Because when I ask for that other person, to basically be departed. Like, I'll give you an example. So, um, a while back, there was another person in my life that was similar to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, have we ever talked about this? Like, super similar, but you guys just chose a different path yes. in one way. And yes. in a sense, are different people, but are similar in a lot of fucking ways. You just... Um, we just connected better, you and me. Yep. And um, anyways, so I healed her kidney from where I am here to where she was in California. And to me, that was just a normal kind of like Saturday night. 
right? Just like <laughs> fucking knowing how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to make sure that that was something that I knew that I could do. So when I was in Georgia, I met another person online who was going through the same shit. And so I just, I connected with her and I was like, okay, well, you know what? Here, let's just try this and, and let's go back and forth. And it wasn't as fast because it really healing, a lot of healing comes down to belief. And if you can believe you can heal faster, more than likely you will. The moment that you believe you can't feel, ha- feel faster, you slow down. This person didn't necessarily believe that they could heal fast. So the, the other person, like the first person, the first person, the one in California, um, she was in an ER. She sat down. We did a, a, a kidney visualization of me sending her code, me getting code from her, and it sort of going back and forth until we were both really healed and good. Mm-hmm. Um, she was out of the care or the emergency in five to ten minutes. She didn't even get they, she didn't even get checked. She just got up like she was she she was in immense pain. Uh, went to emergency, checked in, like checked, like got, got to sit down basically mm-hmm. and messaged me. And I was like, okay, well let's do this. And we did a healing technique and it worked. And within five to 10 minutes, she was up totally fine and out the door leaving without being seen by a doctor. That's dope. Super dope. Right. So I did the same thing with this other chick in Georgia mm-hmm. and, but to me, I got an, I put an expectation on it that said maybe she'll be grateful for this, and the bitch wasn't at all. Period. She mm-hmm. was, and like, I should have known this from like actually seeing like her development through her tweets of like where she was. I thought she was a little bit more ahead, but she was just on an upswing of understanding. Right. And so, that is so important to understand. There's a, that, yeah, that's a, yeah. such a good point. Ugh. Right. And, and so like when, so, so this is what transpired after that. I got a little bit upset about that because like when she mess, she wrote a tweet out and I messaged something back, which was an amazing opportunity for her to show her true colors of who she was. Because she could have messaged back going, oh, shitty, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, do you want to talk about it? Or blah, 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 blah. Because mm-hmm. I was looking for some assistance from someone that was younger that understood what she was talking about. And I thought maybe that was her. And I thought maybe because I helped her, not that she would drop everything to help me, but that she would be the type of person that, because my coding is now in her, that it would slowly go, oh, maybe I should help this person out too. Maybe that's a good thing to do. Right? No. She wrote me back saying I wasn't talking about that. That was basically it on that tweet. Right? I basically like poured myself out in this and she basically wrote that back, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, I can't judge a person off of one interaction. So I wrote something else like a couple of days later and she fucking attacked me on it. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Right? And so I was like, fuck this chick. I don't need this shit from anybody. Right. Right. And like going like straight up narcissistically, egotistical, going, I'm a fucking angel. I will help anybody else like out on this planet. That's just a curse that I have. But I don't have to put up with this dumb bullshit here. Right. So I went and took a shower 
and then I took a nap. And in that shower and nap, I focused on every single connection that I ever had with her being pulled out of her to the point that I asked um, existence to basically separate us from everything. And when I woke up from my nap slash meditation, mm -hmm. she blocked me. I, yeah, I do remember you telling me about this. Right? You. Right? She blocked me. And that's great. Because it showed just, like, the power of, like, just asking. And as long as you're open to it, you can get what you want. Like, as long as you're open to receiving it, it'll come. So that is on the more negative side of things. Let's talk about the more positive side of asking for what you want. Right? Because I think that's important too. Right? There are things in existence that you probably want to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. Right? But the thing is, is that you haven't really, like, one, you're just starting your life. No offense. Oh, but sure. you legitimately are just starting. Right? You have background of 20-something of years, but now you're finally realizing, going, holy shit, there's so much more. Right? So you're just beginning. This is fucking fantastic. Because if you can learn how to do this now instead of at 37, 38, 39, you're going to be much further ahead, which is this. Ask, but don't expect. Because then, and then, you know, show gratitude when you can. 100%. But, like, if you, if, if you ask for something and expect it, now you're putting a time on it. You're putting, like, you're putting... Ah. Um, like, you, you, you don't know how to fucking do this thing that you're asking for, period. Right? It's not like there's a recipe going, okay, like, there, there's, there, there isn't a formula on how to get what you want, mm -hmm. right? So there's no recipe. There's no ingredients. You have to figure it out as you go. So if you put an expectation, which means that I need to have this by this, because that's basically what an expectation is, right? When this happens, this should also happen. Right. When I ask for this, this should happen. And then a lot of people start to put time onto their um, expectations going. If I don't have it by here, this like an age. This. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If I don't. And, and the only thing is, is that every single ask, all that should like all, all, all that's important is that you ask for it and truly desire it. Let it come to you as you go about your life. Like, don't sit and wait for it. Right? Like, let's say this. Let's say that the, the thing that you really want the most in life, right, isn't in Oregon, but it is in New York City. Right? Mm -hmm. You have to go to New York City to get it. It's not going to come to Oregon. So, like, even though you asked for that thing, you still have to put in your effort and work to go and get it. It's a part of the ask. It's the planet saying, what are you willing to go through to get what you want? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's it. So when we ask for stuff, the planet actually gets into motion. But we, the, the problem is, is that we expect it to go a certain way. But if you drop expectations and just allow yourself to go with the flow, life is so much better. Yeah, I need to go with the flow more. I think... I think you probably noticed too with, you know, me being so excited about 
being on the up and up of like learning new information that's like like life changing. Uh, I and also I think it's just something that's expected today, like to have success at a young age. I expect yeah. now I have this knowledge. Okay, well now I just need to like put it somewhere like together. You know, I have all these notes and like plans, but really it's just like finding your way and it's more of a journey than something that you can just like conjure up mm-hmm. on a whim. Yeah. So yeah, expectations, I have a lot of them at the moment. So I could definitely work on dropping them. Right. And and the thing is at some point, drop them all. You enjoy life so much more. You will. One hundred percent, right? It's like, easier. well, think about like what expectations do, right? Cause stress. Well, it's just like it, it. It for a lot of the things that we do in life, they're one-offs. No matter what it is, every single time that you get into your car and drive, it's a one-off. Every time that you get into your car and drive home, that's still a one-time experience. Because anything can happen during that drive home. You could die. You could. You could. Like, anything could happen. You could go down a, a different road and be there five minutes late. You could, like, there's so many different variables that happen every single time we do anything. Like, every conversation that you and I have, although they're built upon old conversations, are still one-off. Mm-hmm. They are still unique to just themselves, right? I don't ever expect coming into anything that you and I talk about to know what we're going to talk about, right? Like if I would, if I did waves in a, in in an expectation type format where we like structured it, I think it would lose its 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 um, uniqueness. If you know what I mean, like expectations just get in the way because we think about like that's what we then quote-unquote, expect. And put our focus on. Yeah, so if you drop those, by the way, just giving you a heads up, I've tested that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it either, like, it always tastes like shit to me. Like, always. But what does it taste like now? Well, I'm worried that it does taste burnt. Oh. Yeah, but, but it'll be okay. I hope that it didn't lose too much potency. No, I hope so, too. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to find out how much potency it has. Because I just took... Um, basically, how I test it is I um, put a little bit of... Like, I put... I did two... Um, I, it has stuff already in it. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it has agave and... What's the other one? Um, vegetable glycerin in it. Uh-huh. Right, for the binding mechanism. So, it already has that in it. Um, and I just basically dab like I, I took the uh, spatula and I, I dabbed my uh, pinky on it twice just to like get a taste. And it's, it's disgusting. But but that just could be the cannabis, right? Like yeah, that's the whole thing. You cannabis, know. cannabis just tastes gross to me now. It's unfortunate. You think it tastes gross, like even when you think it probably wouldn't to another stoner. <sighs> I love the taste of weed. I right? was I was talking to my boyfriend about that last night. We both were 
agreeing that we love the taste of edibles like chocolate and weed taste that those taste together all those flavors so good love it huh yeah i mean it'll be it'll be interesting when you taste uh a dino for the first time oh my gosh i'm so excited i'm excited too dude and like if you really genuinely like so okay let's talk about something actually fun for like the next 20 minutes before you have to go i'm done go go um let's talk about um let's talk about dreams and desires without getting caught in expectations since we talked about expectations right so one of the things that i am currently in the very very beginning of setting up is what i'm going to call a product line company Mm -hmm. so we're going to um we're going to take product like we're going to the idea is this um so i don't necessarily know about american shopping stores but most grocery stores where i live they have the products on the shelf but they also create a similar product for themselves to put on the shelf to compete a generic brand thank you yes right so what i want to do is be the generic to start with and show people that we can do it mm-hmm. and then partner with amazing brands that are already doing it in the Ooh. regular market and bring theirs to life in a, um, um, as a cannabis product. Mm-hmm. Which in the United States, I know you've said in the past, that's more of your interest. In the United States, if it becomes um, federally legal, that would be awesome. Mm, wouldn't it? And it, I mean, I feel like it's, it's coming. It's pretty inevitable for it to happen in the next few years, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I firmly agree. Like it would be super dope if America got on the the page of going. You know what? Let's just make this federal. Mm-hmm. It would make it easier for everybody that is in that industry to just oh, yeah. go. Okay, what are we doing? Cool. Okay, let's do this. Right. Um, but to me, it doesn't necessarily matter. What matters is so. I think there should be this thing called the Facebook effect that people need to pay attention to. It literally doesn't matter who comes first. In the long run, because what we're really talking about is creating fictional lines that says, oh, okay, this is where the, the, the race ends. But if you look at Facebook, right, MySpace is dead, Friendster is dead, all of those social networks that were vying for that attention space that Facebook took, but Facebook wasn't first. Facebook did it best. Mm-hmm. That's our model. We did a lot of cheating, but, you know. So did Apple okay. computers, but we own an iPhone. Yeah, they didn't that, get till later. Did you know that Apple computers stole Xerox's interface, and that's why Apple computers is today, and Xerox isn't? Mm-mm. I did not know that. Welcome to the world. But yeah, like, that is, but that's reality. People do that all the time, right? Like, you see an idea out there, and you integrate it into your thing. Yeah, if you like it. Right? Is that stealing? Maybe. But it's just seeing an idea and using it. And if you didn't see that idea, you wouldn't have it. So you needed to see that, take it, and become make it yours. That's the idea that I want us to follow as well. Right? If we see an idea that we like, we take it and make it ours. All right, so I don't want to be the first product company out there. 
I want to be the best. I want to be that number one company, right? And you don't have to come first. You don't ever have to, like, you can, you can be the, like, seventh or eighth. You just have to do it the best. Of whatever you're doing. Of whatever you're doing, yeah. Right? So, like, I want, if it's, if it's the a skin cream, I want us to go after and make the best screen or the skin cream possible. Right? If that means that we're sending people all over the world to find different things that are in existence, not just as creams already, but as um, what other people are using to heal with and seeing if we can integrate that into creams, we're doing that. Yeah, and on that topic, I think a lot of people are starting to use, like, or bring up ancient remedy, ancient remedies again for mm-hmm. holistic healing. But, but 100%. yeah. 100% they are, right? Like, but that's the, that's the, the um, in my opinion, okay, so for one, that's a natural part of um, our existence because what happens is um, there's an ebb and flow to everything, right? And um, every, let's say every 80 years, things change, right? And now it's shrinking a little bit, but that's what you used to be able to gauge it on. Every mm-hmm. 80 years um, began like a new cycle of 20, 20, 20, and 20, right? And, and you started to see these ebbs and flows. And, and so like now what's happening is um, 80 years ago, cannabis went into prohibition. Now cannabis is coming out of prohibition 80 years later. And cannabis will probably be free. Like it's now more than likely um, the next step for cannabis is to set it free. Right. Think about what we're fighting. Think of, well, but think about what we're doing to a living, breathing entity. We are for the longest time. It was shoved in a basement and told to grow there. Really? Yo. No. Yo. Oh, hi. Hi. Yes, we're back. Um. You probably have to go soon, right? Uh, okay, so is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean... If, if not, as, can I ask a question? Uh, yeah, because we can always talk about that kind of stuff later, and it's so general. Okay. How far are you in We Exist? I am... I think I've read two pages. Mm, that's not going to help. Okay, I won't yeah. Know, yeah. I won't know about a page, like chapter. Um, I'll have to look at my computer. <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep reading it two nights ago. I think that's a huge on. compliment right there. It, dude, it was amazing. I was laying in bed... And I was reading it, and it, I felt so calm. And I was like, it would be so nice if I just shut my eyes and fell asleep right here. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And then my boyfriend, I'm assuming, took my computer and shut it. <laughs> put it on the desk before he went to bed. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what you know dude. later. Yeah. It's always like, because I think at some point it would be nice to be able to discuss that with you as well. I I had just gotten into the second part. Is that of cycles and stages? 
Yeah, of cycles and stages is so like there's an introduction, yeah, right, um, and then there's like, and I'm not talking about imagine. I'm talking about for we exist. There's an introduction. Very small chunk of the book. Yeah, it's the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so like, um, and then we get into then then when we get into we exist, we get into um, of cycles and stages, beliefs, emotions, and choices that's what's ahead of you right and i Um, think so would beliefs emotions and choices be like the second part introductory part where you would have no and then it would be the chapters they're the actual chapters like of cycles and stages it's one of the like it's the chapter you're reading now yeah i think okay i think i'm right cycles and stages and then the next chapter that'll come after that is beliefs um and then emotions and like these are actual chapters like i cover this these topics Mm -hmm. right um but the thing is what i'm noticing or what i've noticed with that is imagine is kind of this test of whether or not i can like continue to talk to you as a person if you can get through imagine i'm going to be able to assist you throughout whatever process you need me for if you can't get through that, right? Most people give up reading a, the, the book, reading Imagine. Most people don't get to cycles and stages, which I think starts off their journey. Right? Are you still there? Yeah. You're cutting. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What's going on? Okay, no, keep going. It's, it was uh, trying to reconnect, but I think we're good now. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, most what I've found is a lot of people, two things happen. One, a lot of people stop, um, stop reading the book when they connect to me. Like they just, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they stop reading the book when they connect to me, which is a natural thing I think that happens, right? Like It happened um, with me. Right, imagine, well, imagine imagine reading a book and then being able to talk to the writer. Sure, yeah, why wouldn't you just talk to the writer? Why wouldn't you just talk to the writer? But the thing is, is that um, what I would love to do with people is to, yes, you can talk to me, but read the book Seriously. and ask me questions from it. That's because really it's detail. so, oh, the book is so good. It's so, I, I don't even, it, it's amazing that it only took you two years because the way that it's written is so, I, I guess, I don't know. Would you say that you channeled it? Yeah. Or that it really came from Well, you? okay. So I channeled it and then I used this body to um, rewrite it to the degree that this was the goal. This is what, so, um, how I write is this. I will write out a certain amount. I'll never, I didn't, um, I didn't plot outline. I didn't, I didn't um, do any research. I just wrote. And so I wrote and wrote and wrote, but mm-hmm. then I would go back when I would like, when that, um, when that channeling would end and I could feel it ending, I would go back to the top of that and I would start rewriting immediately. And my rewriting process is basically this. Everything needs to flow. So um, every, every word needs to go into the next word. So if you see, like, for me, it, it, 
for me, how I think and, and operate, it flows for me. Meaning that every word flows into the next word. Every sentence flows into the next sentence. Every paragraph flows into the next paragraph. Every um, chapter flows into the next chapter. And then every book in that series will, will, um, will flow into the next part. Yes, of it is very pleasing. <laughs> That's, but that was the whole point because think about the, um, think about the, Think about the information in those pages. It's I don't so want rich. It, it is, but a lot of people may, like, I, I think many people would have difficulty with the topic, or not the topic, but the subject in those books, in that book, because it will force them and, and, and push them towards thinking differently. Yes. Right? And so I think, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think now for me, I I would read it and think that I'm reading something that's very rich, but another person might only be able to take away a few things. Right. Right. And the, the, because of that, and because it can sometimes not necessarily be like controversial, but go against their beliefs and their how they feel mm-hmm. emotionally, I didn't want pace and flow and structure to get in the way. I didn't want to have any excuse for them to not read the book. So, like, let's say that there was, an, uh, a, you know, like, I just wrote it in general, but I didn't actually put effort into flow, mm-hmm. right? And there was a gap. And so we're just like, oh, and they broke out of their trance of reading it. And we're just like, okay, now I'm going to go back to life. They may never go back and read it again, right? But if I don't break that trance with them and they can go through it, it's great. Yeah, I mean, hey, my friend Alexis, I think she read it in, like, two days. That blows my mind, dude. Go her. Yeah. We've, we've, we haven't really gotten into too far. Do you think she would be a good candidate for this? Oh, talking? I think she'd love to. For way? No. Okay. I'll talk to her about it. I think she'd definitely enjoy that. Well, her and I... Huh? Go. go. Um, she likes to listen to podcasts. Uh, her and I listen to a podcast called Almost 30 mm-hmm. and it's these women who are uh, just talking about aliens and you know other witchy uh-huh. things and whatnot. <laughs> that's awesome right? that she would definitely be interested in that and we talked about recording some videos together I still her and I uh, are more on like the healthy kick Mm-hmm. So that's where we find the most interest in. We like brain, brain stuff. She wanted to like go to school for um, brain research, but then realized that would probably be her life. Oh, wow. So just, you know, learning as much as you can on YouTube. Oh, 100%. <laughs> then, then becomes the goal. <laughs> but that's like, okay, so um, most people don't know. Like, do you want to know? Um, before we wrap up, I guess, like my origin on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of stuff started for me, um, early, uh, mid 2012. So my sister gives me this call in August of 2012, I believe. And my sister and I start our journey together mm-hmm. and she calls me and she looks like, so I have something interesting to talk to you about because I don't necessarily know what's going on, but it seems like it's not necessarily this like it's out of like it's something out of this planet and 
um, she was talking about this. Um, she just recently, because my sister's, um, I don't know how to describe her, but she's anal retentive with a lot of stuff. Okay. And so she's like, yeah, so I noticed that I had this scar on the back of my ear. I could see it. My kids looked at it, and it was definitely something there, but I didn't know exactly. I can't explain it because it looks like it was something that was cut open, like a, um, like a, where, where someone could like implant something or insert something. Oh, uh-huh. right. So like it, it was cut. And then, so that started my sister's and my quest on figuring all of this stuff out. That's awesome. Yeah. But also kind of scary. In well, a in a sense. So like in, in 2012, I got really big into like Dolores Cannon, QHH. Oh, RIP uh, Dolores. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you want to know something super interesting on mm-hmm. Dolores Cannon? So, the lady, uh, one of the ladies that's continuing her practice was the lady that did my first QHHD session on me and got me into it. Mm-hmm. She was just a local lady at the time, didn't really like, was only charging like 150 a session. She's up to like three or four or five hundred dollars a session now. Wow. In like six years, or yeah, six years. Um, but, but Dolores sent her a message, like a few people, she sent a few people, like I guess her, pra- like uh, out of her practitioners, um, a message saying, hey, if you would like to um, become one of the trainers or one of the people that can teach all of this, um, apply and send in all of this shit. And so my sister was the subject for that lady when that lady sent in her tape mm-hmm. and recording. So like, because my sister um, is what's considered tsunamiistic, which is the moment, like my sister can go into a trance real quick and can connect to some fucking fascinating shit. So my mm-hmm. sister has like, is, is if my sister embraced her other side, she would be far crazier than I am in, in a lot of aspects, but she avoids it. So she doesn't go into it and that's okay. But what hurt me was that she left my side. So we split ways, basically. I had my awakening and she chose not to. And in 2015, we split. But in 2013, while we were still somewhat cool, like going on the same path, Mm -hmm. um, I spent basically four to eight hours a day, if I could, on YouTube transcribing videos so that I could learn what they were talking about. And like spiritual videos, Yep. esoteric videos, all yeah. of these different things, right? And I did that for a year. I've been doing it for a year. <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, we're talking, like, eight hours a day, oh, writing gosh. it down. Oh, gosh, not eight hours a day, but, right? you know. Really, like, get it. Yeah, right, but that's the point, because you have a thirst for information. So did I. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, like, my thirst took me a certain direction, right? And so, like... 2013, I just fucking downloaded so much information into my system from, like, YouTube, but also just from existence because I was learning how to do it. 2014, I started getting more and more into mushrooms and to my internal journey. 2015, I think I had my... 2014, I had, like, a a micro-awakening. 2015, Mm -hmm. I had a macro-awakening. And I haven't really looked back since. But what I realized is this, this is super important. There's only 
so much you can awake to, awaken to before you have to go back to sleep and awaken again. But you literally have to go back to sleep. Otherwise, I mean, you wouldn't be able to wake up again. Wake up. Right? But the thing is, so, you, so, so what we're talking about right there is trust. So awakening has levels. And the first levels are like, um, think about, think about the, your, your, your growth cycle so far as a being, right? Like childhood, I don't know about yours, but my childhood was a lot easier than being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Right? And then teenagehood was a little bit easier than being an adult until I figured out how to be an adult. Once I figured out how to be an adult, being an adult was a lot easier than being a teenager. But what, I, what I've learned through the awakening process is there's steps. Right? The first step is usually awareness. But at some point, um, you are going to learn about trust. And one of the things that you're going to have to learn trust in is yourself. That you're going to be okay with falling asleep because you know that at some point you're going to wake up again. And dude, what I mean by falling asleep is going back into the ordinary world knowing you're special. Still there? Yep. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Right. So that is a difficult thing for people that think they're awake because they don't want to go back to sleep. But you have to. There's no choice. Right? Are you still there? Yeah, and tis life. What would you say? I said tis life. Well, and that's the, that's the whole thing, right? So, like, there's ups and downs. There's ebbs and flows, right? And what matters is knowing and acknowledging where you are. And it's going to take it right back to the beginning. Your wavelength. Where would you say right now you are in your wavelength? The climb? The peak, the slide, or the valley? At this current moment. Oh, gosh. If you can try and pinpoint it. I feel like like I'm either still somewhat in the valley, but I'm I'm going towards the climb if I'm not already started on it. Yeah, I think so, too. So this will give a little bit more clarity. There's two parts to the climb, and there's two parts to the slide. The first part to the climb happens below the equator or below the horizon line as you're slowly climbing out of the valley. That is, if you think about it, the valley is like quicksand mm-hmm. to a great degree, right? And, um, right, so it, it's, um, so you're really like growing your muscle of like whatever it takes to get out of that valley to get to the climb, right? Um, That first half of that climb is still very sticky and trying to keep you in the valley. So like, yeah, as you slowly climb up that hill. I'm not opening that door, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, strange noon o'clock appointment. Yeah, it's it's just a telemarketer, it looks like. But we can finish okay. this topic. So okay. it's the climb, but then let me guess. Then it's your moment. 
Well, that's the whole point, right? Is like if you can continue and maintain momentum, then it's a good like you. What you want to do is find your pace, but mm-hmm. is um, getting that momentum. Like what you want to do is first just get going, right? Like. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, um, I'm actually going to say bye because this person that uh, is I, that uh, rung the doorbell is now taking pictures of this house. So. <laughs> yeah, good luck, dude. <laughs> okay.